So here we are, our first full day together, and I wonder how, how you're all doing. I hope that you're beginning to feel that you've arrived a little more and that you had a reasonable night's rest and some space and refreshment over breakfast. a chance to take care of these bodies and these hearts. And when we arrive on retreat it can it can take some time for the momentum of our of our life to kind of slow down. I always feel it's like pulling into a station and the first coach arrives of the train, but there's a kind of the others come piling up behind them and it, it takes some time for that that movement to kind of settle in our systems. So wherever you are in that process is fine. That's uh, that's the the classroom for your practice this morning. Yeah. So we've been uh, beginning the day by um, renewing this uh, this practice of abiding with this body, this breath, this coming coming into more of a sense of presence. And so our work at the beginning of retreat is a lot about this uh, slowing down and uh, kind of finding our centeredness. Um, the sense of grounding ourselves and coming into balance. And, of course, uh, establishing, establishing a sense of presence and a sense of mindfulness, which is you know, operating all the time as part of this practice. I know our, our focus this weekend is the heart qualities of the Brahma Viharas, but uh, mindfulness is always there supporting us in what we're doing. One of the one of the ways of uh, seeing mindfulness that I find uh, really supportive and beautiful for this practice and relevant to to this weekend is um, the sense of mindfulness, and this comes from the the Chinese character for mindfulness uh, is two characters, and the first one is present presence, and the second one is heart. So um, mindfulness is a practice of being present with one's heart, or you could say wholeheartedly present. And uh, it's with our wholehearted presence that we can then develop these qualities, these way of, ways of orienting to our lives and our experience. Uh, so um, what can we do to s- support ourselves to be more wholeheartedly present? one of the things that we can do is to allow our experience to be just as it is now. So as I said, whatever's happening for you this morning, however you're feeling, this is, this is the ground for our practice. It's the classroom or, if you like, the gym for working out our meditative muscles. And we thought that it might be helpful, or I think in, in terms of um, establishing this sense of of ability to abide in the present to actually mix up the the traditional order in which we often explore these these four qualities that we named last night and actually start today with an orientation towards the quality of equanimity um, we we need a certain degree of equanimity already in able in order to enable us to sustain a sense of presence. Um, but I also want to remind us at this point of the, the rest of them because these, these qualities are a family. They go around together and they support one another. So as we, as we kind of turn up the volume on equanimity this morning to allow the other qualities to be present in the background as a kind of bass note or a background hum, so the sense of appreciation or enjoyment to really let yourself and enjoy, enjoy and be nourished by that which is enjoyable, 
pleasant or delightful in your experience. You know, to not, we don't need to shut that out just because that's not our primary focus at the moment. Really important and supportive to allow that to be happening. And also the, the quality of goodwill or friendliness, the quality of metta, you know, that uh, we uh, have a, a basic uh, sense of um, being able to befriend our experience as much as we can, at least to be available to it with a sense of goodwill. And also the, um, the orientation of compassion, and particularly uh, now at the, re- on, at the start of the retreat, a sense of self-compassion or self-kindness. And one of the ways that this can manifest is by uh, kind of going gently on ourselves, not harassing ourselves to get somewhere quickly or to achieve something, to allow our learning and our experience in the retreat to unfold at its own pace, rather than coming in with a big agenda for self-improvement or whatever we have. So just allowing those, you know, a background harm of appreciation, of of kindliness and of um, kindness towards that which we find difficult and the and uh, the particularities of our being that uh, we maybe um, find a little more challenging. But I want to just turn up, turn up the volume on equanimity and reflect a bit about this quality and what it is and how we might start to practice it. And as I said, it's, you know, it's often because... Uh, it, Really bringing this for, this quality to the fore in all circumstances is a very high ask, and so it's usually found at the culmination of different lists of qualities that we develop in our practice in the Buddha's teaching. That it's a very it can, it can be seen as something um, very very kind of high a high attainment or something difficult to um, difficult to accomplish, but we actually all have uh, a certain degree of it present already and we need a certain degree of it. So in a way, it's, we, we need it there at the beginning as well as, as at the end. Um, and it's you know, to, to recognise the ways in which it's available to us. It's a bit like the way that the, the path also starts with uh, wise understanding or wise view and yet we don't fully come to a wise understanding until we get to the end of it but we need a certain amount to start and I hold equanimity in the same way so what do we what is equanimity the the Pali word for equanimity is upeka which means to look upon looking upon and so we could say that this is an awareness of whatever's happening that's combined with um, a sense of mental balance and also an absence of favouring or opposing something. So the English word equanimous, equal, even, even-mindedness. Um, and we are probably all familiar with the uh, the emphasis in in mindfulness of of the quality of non judgment being an intrinsic part of a of the attitude of mindfulness. So equanimity is also bringing forth this sense of non judgmentalness and non reactivity to our experience. And looking upon also um, means it mean, it doesn't mean looking away. So very important to recognize that equanimity is not the same as indifference. So it has within it a flavor of uh, caring for what's arising, a flavor of warmth, in the same way that mindfulness has a a quality of of caring. Um, And what happens when we lose our equanimity is that our caring becomes kind of care-worn. So this is where we we don't... uh, we don't want to make our home where we don't really want to go. But um, the sense of looking, looking upon things with a sense of caring and interest. And so also um, a sense of having our eyes open 
as well as our hearts, that we're available to what's around us uh, in here and in the wider world. Um, So we may make suggestions that remind us of this uh, outward-looking availability as well from time to time. There's another uh, Pali word for the quality of equanimity. So in, the, in this list of the four Brahma Viharas, equanimity is this word upeka, looking over, looking upon. Uh, which also, by the way, I've heard to, to say that it also doesn't mean looking down upon. So this is, you know, nothing, nothing is beneath the gaze of equanimity. Uh, and this is another important Aspect, remember, nothing is unworthy of our consideration or our interest. The, the other word which I, I like a lot uh, that is also used for equanimity in the Pali language, the language of the oldest Buddhist teachings, is tatra maja tata, which means standing in the middle of all this or taking one stand in the middle of all this. And I think that really... Um, nicely encapsulates uh, that sense of abiding steadily in the middle of whatever's going on. And it doesn't say in the middle of things, it says in the middle of this. So here, taking our stand here. And of course lots of things happen that kind of blow us off our stand in the middle of here that bring us out of balance. So things that arise in our experience of, uh, you know, a pleasant experience will arise and we'll, we'll want more of that. We'll find the mind kind of leaning into something, a sense of you can f- almost feel it in the body, how one kind of goes towards something or something unpleasant arises. Maybe there's a, a pain or an unpleasant memory and we contract around it and we find ourselves pulling away, from, uh, pulling back from it. And you can always sense how the body contracts and moves back and how... Um, this sense of pulling and pushing against experience. This is the opposite of equanimity. Equanimity is where we, of course, these things arise for us, but then we notice that's happening and we come back to take our, take our seat, take our stand in the centre of experience again. Uh, so things that uh, knock us out of equanimity are the things that we are called hindrances in the Buddhist teaching, so sense of wanting and not wanting, um, sense of going to sleep on things, uh, dulling out, restlessness. You know, these things will all arise, uh, but we can cultivate an ability to stay centered in the middle of them. And also... Um, doubt about what we're doing and self-judgment about what we're doing so also the the winds of um, praise and blame judgment I'm I'm a good meditator I'm a bad meditator all these things will come along and try to trip us up but if we can just uh, allow ourselves to be steady in the midst of them we don't have to get rid of anything that happens but we can um, cultivate meeting it with a sense of even-mindedness and a really strong support for this is uh, the attitude that we adopt with our body. So the way that we sit, the posture of our body, if you think about the, the posture of meditation, it's deliberately one that creates a sense of stability, balance and poise in the midst of our experience. So if you're sitting on the floor that you have a, a kind of pyramid shape with a wide, as wide a possible base that your base is supported. You have the cushions under your bottom, under your knees that you need to have a real sense of solidity and an uprightness. If you're on the chair as well, that you have a really stable base with your feet flat on the floor and a sense of uprightness. So we, we can take our, take our stand in the middle of our experience with a sense of poise and dignity. And it can be really helpful to use some images to evoke, evoke this sense of balance. So one that 
many meditators like to use and when we practice equanimity is the sense of sitting like a mountain in the midst of things. You might uh, know particular mountains that are evocative for you or you might just uh, generally have the sense of the image of a mountain that is really firmly rooted on the earth and has been there for many eons, hundreds, thousands, or maybe not eons, but hundreds and thousands of years, and sits there as the circumstances around it, the weather changes, different changing uh, patterns of moods and thoughts and things blow through our minds in the same way that weather, storms, clouds pass across the face of a mountain. So this can be a really helpful image to take into one's body and yeah, okay, I can sit here with the patience and the perspective of a mountain because equanimity brings us perspective. Yeah. Another image that I like is the uh, image of a tree, a great and ancient tree. So I was just enjoying the trees in the, on the front lawn. There's some really uh, beautiful old trees here at Gaia House. And they have a kind of a dignity and a poise to them. And they're very, they're very stable and steady, but they're also alive. They're deeply, deeply rooted into the earth, deeply connected. And they're not sitting there complaining about which creepy crawlies happen to be running over them today. Uh, or, you know, what the weather is doing today. They've seen, they've seen it all. And uh, they can uh, adjust themselves, respond, and stay balanced and stay rooted in the different conditions that come and go. So that might be a sort of image that is helpful to you, that gives you a feel of the possibility of, a, of an equanimous, peaceful abiding Another, of course, very beautiful traditional image is uh, the image of the Buddha that we find in statues like the one behind us. Uh, This sense of uh, dignity, calm and peacefulness that is depicted in the Buddha images. So many, even people who have nothing to do with meditation practice, like to have this in their home, you know, as a reminder of the possibility of... uh, of a peace, cultivating a peaceful heart in all circumstances. And this particular Buddha image has one hand with the fingertips pointing down, touching the earth in the earth, earth-touching gesture, which um, is what the Buddha uh, adopted when he was assailed by the forces of, of doubt and uh, um, temptation and mental conflict according to the legend on the night of his awakening and to to rediscover his stability in the face of all this and to affirm his his awakenedness he made this just gesture of touching the earth the earth conveys a sense of uh, um, endurance of stability of unshakability uh, and connects us with uh, our deepest home. So all these are, are images that we can uh, let, uh, let percolate through our consciousness and see what speaks to you in terms of a connection and a support for your practice. There may even also be the possibility of um, imagining or remembering somebody who you know, a real person perhaps, who is uh, epitomizes uh, a sense of equanimity and balance for you. So a, a, a wise, maybe a sense of a wise older person who has kind of seen seen everything and. Um, Learn to find learn to find some stability and balance in amongst the vicissitudes of life. So I can also think of you know characters in in films that I've seen who really exude this quality. 
this kind of patient uh, dignity and wisdom. So if uh, an image comes to mind when, when they do, that we can take that into our body and allow it to resonate in the way that we were uh, lingering with the suggestion of this body and this breath. So these are, these are um, senses that we can linger with. And then a suggestion in, in words and phrases. Yeah, that, so an orientation. This is uh, inviting an orientation to our experience, to whatever is arising in our experience. So uh, an aspiration to find ease in stillness, to perhaps um, invite the possibility that whatever's happening in this moment, I can accept this moment as it is, accepting this moment as it is. And... Uh, lingering with that that suggestion or that attitude. Maybe a word speaks to you like calm or ease or peace. Ease in the midst, in the middle of whatever's arising. And when, when winds blow and uh, feelings arise that take us away from the sense of balance... You know, one of the ways we stay in balance is by allowing ourselves to move. So the way that the tree doesn't blow down in the wind is through allowing itself to move. Yeah. When we try to stand on one leg or even stand on two legs, there's a lot of movement that happens to maintain that balance. So it's not about being unmoving. It's about uh, constantly finding one's way back into the, balance, into the sense of balance. So I'm going to suggest uh, you, you, can, you can practice with uh, any of these images that resonate for you to just bring, this, bring an image to mind if it does and uh, let that be a support for your practice. And I'm also just going to suggest uh, uh, that we orient ourselves around a simple phrase of, that we add to this practice of this breath and this body of just this, just this. And the way that we um, apply this, so this is as offered as a, as a lens through which we look at what's happening. And so, of course, the tone and the way that we apply it is important, that it's not a dismissive just this. It's a, an interested, even possibly appreciative uh, lens of just this, but that we, we use this as a reminder to evoke um, a, sense of, a sense of finding our balance in the middle of whatever our experience is, which will allow us over the course of the weekend to open more and more fully to uh, noticing, noticing uh, being sensitive to and uh, learning from our experience as we become more clear in our observation of it. So that's where we'll go with our, our practice this morning. So maybe before we actually do a sitting together, it might be nice to have an opportunity to just move a little bit and stretch a bit. So if you'd like to, I'll just invite you to stand up just now. <coughs> sensing what it's like to be on your feet in the standing position, feeling your feet firmly rooting into the ground. 
and maybe connecting with your breath all the way down into the belly. And then like a, like a tree in the, in the wind, just starting to move a little from your roots. And then you might like to increase the movement a little and maybe start turning at the waist and just swinging, letting the arms go. Maybe letting your weight go from one foot to the other as well. And then just letting that slowly wind down, coming back to place of centeredness. You notice how the movement carries on when you come back to the center. So this is yeah, how the body is uh, refinding its place of centeredness and balance. It's a good image for what we do. And then just something to give yourself a shake out. <sighs> Letting out any stagnant breaths, having bounce. And then maybe taking the arms up over the head. Big in breath and dropping out and shaking out. And another big breath in. And letting it out completely. And one more. And then just seeing, is there anything else that your body needs in the way of a stretch, movement? So listening to yourself, responding to what's needed. And then when you're ready, just coming back to stand in stillness. So we'll start as we did yesterday evening, just allowing ourselves to inhabit this place, to stand, take our stand in the midst of this. You might really take a moment to savor the contact of the soles of your feet with the earth. Letting your knees and ankles soften. And allowing yourself to take in your surroundings, the space in front of you. To the sides. If you want to, you can turn around and take in the space behind you, or you might just to sense it with your awareness, remembering that there's a world behind you as well as in front of you. And remembering the world up above the, the space above us and the space down below. So finding our, our place in the middle of this. Finding this body standing.
letting the experience of this body emerge more fully into awareness. However it's being known in this moment. This breath. Just like this. And then very unhurriedly, you can find your way back to a seat for a period of meditation together. <clears throat> And this is one of the beauties of an opportunity like this, that we have a chance to slow down and inviting you to bring that into your, your, the way that you settle yourself into meditation. There's no hurry. So just allowing the energy and the, of the body and the mind to gather itself and to settle in a in gentle and unhurried way and you might find that you need to make little adjustments to your posture so just allowing yourself to uh, experience the way that the body is rooted on the earth this mountain-like posture on your bench or your chair or your cushion. And allowing your attention to gather itself slowly so sometimes we can kind of uh, be in a hurry to close our eyes, shut out the outside world and come into some kind of imagined meditative experience but you can just allow your uh, allow your attention to gather itself just organically so that as the eyes close it's as if the Light is slowly fading from the outside rather than yanking down the blinds in your drawing room to shut out the disturbance outside. Are we including the space around us, the sounds around us? It's all part of our meditative experience.
and inviting this sense of abiding, taking a seat, making a home in this moment, and particularly this morning, an equanimous abiding. sense of looking through a lens of calmly allowing whatever presents itself to be here to hold steady and to know those moments of being swept off balance which will all happen but there's a possibility to return to balance and we can use this anchoring of the body and the breath to help us return to balance A reminder of the phrase, just this, and lingering with the attitude justice this body And lingering there. This breath. lingering justice No need to judge our experience or force it to be any way other than it is. Just finding, finding our seat in the midst of it all. Waking up to what's here.
noticing if you've become lost in a daydream and just re-establishing the sense of contact with this body, this breath. Re-establishing the intention Checking the attitude in the heart, remembering this possibility. Of the heart to open to whatever's arising in this moment with a sense of allowing. (coughs) Justice. busy mind is like this a peaceful mind is like this looking upon with a sense of perspective
So we have time now for some walking meditation. Um, and the way that we do this is uh, it's, it's really a continuation of what we've been doing. But as you come into movement, there's an opportunity to um, shift the, the anchor to a different uh, bodily experience so um, we can use this uh, experience of stepping of walking as a as a place to gather our attention in the gather our attention around what's happening right here right now so um, you choose the way that we do this and I recommend actually as we as we focus on on the quality of equanimity to uh, probably go with the traditional um, way of practicing walking meditation by choosing a choosing a place to walk and pretty much staying there so that you just find a find a path somewhere of about 20 paces or so roughly and that you just walk from one end of your chosen spot to the other and as you do so really um letting your attention come to rest on the the physical experience of walking so feeling the contact of your feet with the ground and the movement of taking one step after another and the thing about walking meditation is that we're not walking to get anywhere which is what we usually do when we're walking is that half our mind is already in the destination this is an ex- a possibility of just having the experience of walking for the sake of walking to shift the energy in the body and to bring some awareness to the body in movement. And so you can um, let each step call you more fully into presence. And you can choose a pace that works for you. So sometimes it feels helpful to walk more slowly than usual. Sometimes it feels like what the body needs is to walk at a more normal place. So just seeing what supports you to be easefully present. And stopping from time to time whenever you you feel like actually it would be good to collect myself a little more you can just stop and stand when you get to the end of end of your chosen path you can stop and stand and um, just sense what it's like to be uh, to be still for a moment and to also allow yourself to uh, involve the rest of your senses in the experience of walking, especially it's it's so beautiful outside. We're not, again, trying to exclude things from our field of awareness, our field of perception. So you know, spend some time with your sense of hearing, in your sense of sight, sense of even smell. There's sort of places that you'll walk past and suddenly, boom, there's some uh, beautiful aroma that arises. So... Um, you know, if we, if we do that, this is a way of um, redistributing, coming into balance by redistributing our attention amongst our senses, which usually is you know, so much predominantly up in our head in the realm of thinking. So you can allow the other senses to help you rebalance yourself to find a, cent- a, a centre. And also you can, this is an opportunity to notice those winds of wanting and not wanting. You might think, oh, I'm so settled here, I don't feel like getting up and going out for a walk. Or you you might feel like, uh, you know, you actually what you want to do off is, go, go, is go, on, go for a run around the fields. This is an opportunity to actually not let ourselves be blown off by these kinds of of winds, of actually just noticing our our preferences, our quibbles and our doubts and thinking, okay, I'm just going to do this anyway. It will really help you um, get centred, get still uh, and uh, help you to uh, wake up into the learning of the rest of the retreat. So also the tea station can be a, a great magnet at these times, and maybe to just notice if that magnet is also pulling you off centre and uh, just come back to the task in hand. Okay. Do you have any questions about that or the walking meditation? 
Good. So keeping this orientation of this body, this breath, and just this, and seeing if we can look through the lens of, of equanimity, of balance, that allows us to um, be equally open to uh, and receptive to both the pleasant and the unpleasant in our experience as it arises. And then there'll be a bell to call us back together for the next sitting meditation. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.